Dear Jazzy. The following program is intended for mature adults over the age of 18. If you are not a patron looking for information on sex, relationships, and gender, please visit scarletteen.org. Nothing said on this show is a replacement for official medical advice. Trust me. Last time I checked, no one here is a doctor. Welcome back to Zero Jazzy episode 29, the show where we answer all of life's kinky questions. I am your well-rested host, Jasmine Starshine. And I'm your not-so-rested host, Miss Mimi. Oh no, why are you not so well-rested? It's really hot. It is. It's really hot. Air doesn't circulate very well, and it's really hot, so I've taken to, like, having cold showers before I go to bed, so at least my body temp is through the floor, and then I can at least sort of get to sleep and only partially wake up drenched in sweat. I'm all about that hypothermia life as well. Sounds Uh, great. (laughs) I mean, you know what? You'd think I'd be used to it by now. Like, it's honestly, it's not nearly as bad as when I lived in Ottawa, like, the, uh, when I lived in Ottawa, we had a house that was just super poor ventilation and no air conditioning. At least in this house, I have air conditioning. It it was is, you know, like. Is this the house that had its floors painted green by rambunctious littles? No, that that house was amazing and had air conditioning. This Ooh, other lovely. This other house. And you know what the worst part about that house was? What's that? I couldn't escape the heat. I worked overnights. So when it was beautiful and cold outside, I was inside in the air conditioning working. At McDonald's. And hating every second of it. And then I'd go home. And sleep through the heat of the day and not sleep. It's no wonder my body hated me and I like almost died. (laughs) I was going to say, you had to deal with ruffians such as myself at the graveyard shift. The number of times I called the cops working at that place. Really? (laughs) Oh, yeah. See, we had this this terrible, terrible special that was never going to go away. It was, you get two McChicken sandwiches for $5 plus tax. It actually came out cheaper to buy two McChickens. Then two by one. Oh, I was going to say. And it was <laughs> like, it was like, what the hell? Like you'd have people come in and order like, and it was an overnight only special. Like it would start at like 11 PM and run till four. And you'd have mm-hmm. people come in at like three forty-five, and order like 12. But because I was at like Jeez. a gas station location, I could only cook six at a time. So right. it's like, and they take like four and a half minutes to cook. Like that's the, you know, we're overnights. We don't keep things on tap like they do during the day. Um, right. It was just, it was really bad. So when we brought it to my boss and he's like, listen, you can either do two McChickens for $5 or I could petition and have you do two Mac, two Big Macs for $5. And they're like, nope, we'll take the McChickens and we'll like it. <laughs> That's because that's infinitely better than two Big Macs. Well, like the the Big Macs ostensibly would be quicker to make because the beef takes less time to cook. But they're not quicker to make because the prep is five times longer. Right. Like a McChicken is just like once they're cooked, you 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 know, you throw the McChicken on the bun. The other stuff's already there. Close it up and throw it away. And right. It's. But we are really off track. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> don't forget, everyone. We are a sex podcast. We used to be a cooking show, and then we were a music podcast. And now this week, we are a we're, fast food discussion. Podcast. We're basically Yelp reviews. <laughs> we're. Ba- this is now a Yelp review show. There we go. There's the new theme. So, anyways, as everyone probably noticed, <laughs> the last upload was two weeks ago, and uh, those who have been keeping track of Jasmine Starshine lore. AKA have been hanging out in the discord server. You are privy to the fact that I just moved in with daddy. Finally. Yay. Permanently. And it's yay. And it's so relieving to finally be done. And with that, I've been taking the time to, um, 
get up to date on everyone's commissions and uh, the Patreon rewards for last month. So I just decided to take a week off because I hecking needed it. <laughs> and as, uh, as a way to say thank you for your patience, this is going to be one of two episodes that you're getting this week to make up for the last week. So again, thank you very much for your patience. Uh, I am now fully moved in and rested and back to normal and producing porn and everything is wonderful now. So that is good. Miss Mimi, we have a Patreon. I mean, we do. We haven't mentioned it in two weeks. We the do. horror. The horror. Patreon.com slash Jasmine Starshine has got you all the goodies you could ever want of my naked body. $15 a month gets you a commission of whatever you want within my boundaries. $10 gets you the monthly porn video I shoot. $5 gets you a monthly set of news sent to you via Discord. And $1 is the thank you tier and I read off your name. So coming in at $15, we have Daddy Gray who says... I got to bore slime down Jazzy's diaper this weekend. Be jealous, winky face. Princess Sarah who writes, Mistake is a single page of life, but relation is a complete book. So don't lose a full book for a single page. That's a very long sentence. Imp says, wash your hands, take care of yourself, and be safe. Wrath says, I just want to remind everyone to toss a coin at your witcher. It's very important. And Kaneko says, peek first. In the $10 fetishist tier, Annie says, needs to send in their shout out and Brya says jesse now has a place big enough to hold all of her diapers congratulations thank you in the five dollar tier we have ab michael casa christian cloud puddles juice box and phil 258 in the one dollar tier we have jamie melbent and race star it's news time oh god the new segment new segment everyone get hype miss mimi we have a new segment on the Dear Jesse podcast. Shit. You are yep. nowhere near as excited as I thought you would be. <laughs> this is news to me, Jazzy. Yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> welcome to WDJN, Dear Jazzy <laughs> News Network, uh, where basically I'm going, I found an article and I want to talk about on the show because it is related to kink and sex and fetish and all that good stuff so i figured this is within the bounds of the show's premise so we're going to talk about this um recently there has been a hashtag going around called hashtag trafficking hub and this is targeted against um porn hub because over the past um few years they've been receiving multiple allegations well not allegations these things you know have happened and they've kind of been piling up and piling up and into what now is a movement, which is hashtag trafficking hub. Uh, this was really spurred by an instance where a 15 year old girl uh, from Florida went missing and she wasn't found until she was uh, found being exploited and abused on Pornhub verified. So that's really fucked up. So this is a movement to hold Pornhub liable for hosting illegal content such as sexual assault and child porn. Uh, you can find a bunch of information about this on traffickinghub.com. Uh, they have a whole collection of news articles from various sources, uh, resources if you have been affected by this, and a whole bunch of stuff. And obviously this is very, very important, but one thing on the website really stuck out to me um underneath the petition um there is a donate button and it says take the next step fund the fight against big porn and i've never seen the term big porn before but i really really like that and i think that also really underscores the importance of supporting independent uh sex workers who do all their own stuff and also, like, it takes money out of the pockets of these massive corporations that just produce and produce and produce and exploit sex workers and people who are not even part of the industry, but were being abused like this 15 year old. So I just want to bring this to the attention of our community. Traffickinghub.com has all the information. This meeting, I'm giving you the talking stick. What do you think about about this? What are your thoughts? That's a really heavy talk. 
It really is. Can say is that I think it's really important that these kinds of movements are um, are happening and that this is being exposed. Uh, I know that Pornhub, for example, uh, a lot of folks kind of make their own accounts and upload their own things. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't really visit the website. I don't really know how their inner workings work. So, like, I was unaware that they were, like, producing a lot of their own stuff. So, in that case, it's, like, a little more eye-opening for me. And um, I'm really happy that these things are being, you know, uh, brought into the light. Because, uh, like, that's just not okay, you know? Right. So, yeah, that is a thing. And that has been the first very brief WDJN news segment. So definitely check out that website once again. It's traffickinghub.com. And with that, let's get into the meat of the show. Miss Mimi, we have eight questions. We, um, we do, episode. and we have a Miss Mimi's personalized shout out that I'm going to say right now is that this is the first episode that we have aired where we've had multiple new members join the Discord before we've aired the show. So I want to wish everybody a very warm welcome to the Discord and to your first episode of Dear Jazzy, where you are getting the episode as it releases. Oh, wholesome. Wholesome, wholesome, wholesome. We have had a lot of new people join the server lately, mm-hmm. haven't we? We've got a, a good few. So... Yeah, since the last episode, we've had like four new people. I come just in. thought it would be really I good think... to, to acknowledge, you know, new people, especially, you know, because they just joined the server. Absolutely. Thank you very much, everyone, for joining the party. It's a, it's a party, all right. <laughs> it's, it's a party in our pants. Anyways, what's the first question? So this is from Jamie, pronouns she, her. Who is wanting y'all to have Cloud Puddles guest again? Cloud Puddles, we're coming for you. You're gonna <laughs> guest again. We love you. <laughs> it's true. We do love you. Okay. Dear Maple Mom of okay? the North. Yeah, oh, I'm just fine. It's just an entire question, Denny. Hot damn, your singing voice <laughs> is incredible, and your singing last episode gave me goosebumps with how good it was. I don't really have a question to go with this, so what's your advice for running a musical sex and advice food podcast? <laughs> uh, basically, make lots of bad jokes. Be us. Basically do what we do. Always say, let me have this somewhere in the episode. And Always. Uh, just talk about sex. And food. And music. Just talk and, about sex. And, and do food. it on a podcast. And advice. And do it on a podcast. Real <laughs> answer. Real answer. Because I have gotten this question a couple of times where it's like, how do I start my own show? Um, starting a podcast in 2020 is unbelievably easy. Because if you have a smartphone, you have access to a microphone. And if you have a computer, most likely it has a microphone. And on any of those devices, you're able to use either voice memos or Audacity to record yourself. And just to like get started, like it doesn't have to be an audio masterpiece to get started. Like the content itself just has to be quality. So the biggest advice I can give to just starting a podcast is doing it. The biggest hurdle to doing a show, I think, is the anxiety and in particular, like the vocal anxiety and really like putting yourself out there and open to criticism. But you have to keep in mind that you will get like a thousand kind compliments to every one like poopy comment about your voice. So always keep that in mind. Um, if the quality is good, the people will come. That is no pun intended, but it definitely came out that way. Oops. 
But that is my advice for starting a show. Audacity is free, and there is always a free recorder software out there, and you can host for free on Podbean. It sets up your XML page for you, and you're good to go. Honestly, Audacity is one of the best freeware like softwares out there. I use like paid like Pro Tools type stuff, and Audacity honestly is almost as good. It's a phenomenal yeah. Like software. I'm. I have my avid certification as a Pro Tools engineer, and I still use Audacity in my everyday workflow. It's a really, really solid program. And 100% free. And 100% free and nonprofit, I think. I believe so. But it's 100% free to use. So I would say yeah. use that. Miss Mimi, what is the next question? Well, this is from Paul. Pronouns she, her. And I'm just going to start with saying, I know that you asked this question ages ago, and I am very sorry that we hadn't gotten to it. Um, sometimes we just get inundated with questions and we play catch up a little bit. And sometimes a question or two gets lost in the shuffle. I'm really happy we're going to get to answer this now. Um, but again, I wanted to yes, apologize. That it, it took us a little bit of time. Um, we, we love do. you. We really uh, do. We do. Dear Jazzy and Miss Mimi, I have finally accepted my gender identity. My gender identity is also intrinsically tied to my little space. How do I go about coming out to people without outing my little space? Hmm. This is tough. Um, I believe when I first read this question a few months ago, the first thing that came to mind was a very common uh, trans narrative and also a very common little narrative is being able to relive and like restart in a way and get that uh, get the socialization that you didn't receive when you were growing up the first time, as it were. Um, I don't know. That's really, really difficult, though. And that's a very like tight line to walk you know if you especially if you don't want to out your little space and everything i think that um i understand it being really like intrinsically tied to your little space and it's a whole uh it's, it's a whole experience to go through that um the way i would approach it is you can look at it that the two of them are intertwined and the two of them are tied to each other. Absolutely. And that's special and that's great. And the people you are comfortable and, you know, able to talk about those things with, that's awesome. If you're worried about outing your little space by talking about your gender identity, what I would go about doing is I would look at them as kind of like a, a Venn diagram. Mm -hmm. They're two separate entities that cross over in a lot of different ways. So if we're going to just talk about coming out and talking about your gender identity, it's like, how does your gender identity that you are expressing to people and, and explaining to people, how is that different or what benefits or how does that affect you in comparison to what was assigned to you? You're kind of explaining all of the feelings that you're having and the ups and the downs with finding that gen, well, not finding, um, sharing that gender identity within yourself with other people. And mm -hmm. The way I would go about it is if you're really worried about it, make that Venn diagram, jot it all down, and then purposefully plan out your conversations based on who you're talking to. And if you want to be really careful about not outing your little space, focus only on the things tied to your gender identity. And just think about your conversations and bring that with you if you really need to. Yeah. You know, I've absolutely brought a notebook to writing these things before. out is a great way to help you remember how to, you know, 
when you want to stay on track or to <clears throat> and you can like you can almost touch on the benefits of little space without touching on them either like mm-hmm. say somebody throws you a curveball and they're you know I'm coming out I'm talking about my gender identity I'm talking about being little and they asked me, like, well, what other parts of, like, wh- what kind of effects is this having on you in other parts of your life? Well, you could talk about your little space. But if it's something you want to avoid, you can talk about how it's allowing you to explore different parts of yourself and different experiences that have then allowed you to... Um, feel more at home with yourself, more comfortable with who you are, happier with yourself. And if they yeah. want to dig deep, well, what kind of experiences? What what if you, you can even deflect a little bit, you know, you can, well, you know, um, getting to finally go and wear clothes that I feel suit who I am or feeling the confidence to express the femininity in myself that I maybe didn't always get to before. And you can kind of angle your answers away from little space, but it kind of still talks about the benefits that you're getting from it. You're just giving selective information. I literally couldn't have said it better myself. That's kind of how I would go about it. And by all means, if you want help, please don't hesitate to reach out. I'm more than happy to sit down and help how I can. Yeah, no, Miss Mimi is a great ear to talk to and has definitely helped me out through a couple of hard topics and things I've needed to discuss. So between her and daddy, uh, you two are like my go-to like people to talk to. So definitely hit her up if you want to. The DMs are always open. Always, always, always. Ooh. What is the next question? Yeah, I got it. I got it. This this question is so beautifully worded. It feels like like the end of an episode sequel to like the next one. This is this is well think oh, no. about it, right? Um, this is from Keep It Easy Breezy Sneezy Deezy Beautiful Lemon. That was really impressive. <laughs> Pronouns she her. Very much, very much in character for a lemon question. Um, Dear Jesse and Wiss Wee Wee, thanks. (laughs) But like the question is chain versus rope. What's hotter? What's your fave use for each in kink? Which would you prefer to be your leash? But think about it like it's like a hype up for the next episode. Chain versus rope. What's Mm. hotter? What's your fave use for each in kink? Which do you prefer to have on your leash? <laughs> Find out next time on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> God damn it. Uh, I think it is totally dependent on what I'm doing. Cause I love both of them. For me, rope is like a very like dedicated, like, like rope for me is just like you're doing rope play and that's really hot whereas chains for me i love chains and i can use them in like a whole multitude of different things like suspension and like on a rack and getting put up on a cross and on a leash and on my like cuffs and getting hogtied oh my god rope is so good because every individual chain link you can put a connector onto and not only that it is so loud and multi-sensory and every time you hear that little jingle it's just like puts you right back into that subspace and it's just oh so good so 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 good so my answer is going to be chain for its versatility and then rope for its like very specific use in my opinion See- I'm going to differ with you a little bit there. I think that rope has so many beautiful uses. Um, 
you can do mm -hmm. rope play in all kinds of different angles like suspension or just very basic utilitarian bondage for whatever scene you're doing. You can base it with predicament bondage, which is hella fun. I don't know if I mentioned the so bucket good. scene that I did ages ago. I with think you the did. clothesline zipper, the bucket, and that was a that was fun. That sounds well, that sounds like the beginning. Well, all it was joke. was I had uh, when I was living in in the house where the floors got painted green. We had uh, a dungeon <laughs> and we had this really beautiful bondage table. So what I had was I had um, this person that I was playing with at the time. <clears throat> I had her kneel on the table, and so what I did was using rope, I set up a predicament bondage zipper. And so I ran the zipper all the way up the inner, like the uh, her inner thigh, up her thigh, up her, uh, the side of her um, stomach, around her breasts, all the way down the other side. I did this huge, beautiful, intricate thing, and I zippered it. And for those of you wondering what that means, is I intertwined the rope with clothespins that were clipped to her skin. Oh, so now, good. Now, one end of that rope, taut, was between her teeth. The other end of the rope was tied to a bucket that I had thrown over the top of an I-beam. The whole point of it was you put items in the bucket to make it heavier. And then... The whole right. point of the scene within boundaries and discussion and everything was I do whatever I want within the boundaries to make her open her mouth. When she opens her mouth, the rope uh, goes slack, the bucket drops, and then off come all the clothespins. Yeah, that was a hilariously fun scene. Um, And you can it's. Like, you can just do so much with rope, you know? Like, if I want, you know... Um, I love how much slack you can get from it, or how much... How not... Or how much slack you can't get from it. I want to make some cuffs, I can do it with rope. Want to make a harness, I can do it with rope. If I want to hogtie you, I can definitely do it with rope. It's just... It's so beautiful. I can do anything I want with it. Um, versus Chain, which is also versatile, but for different reasons. Um, the nice thing that Chain has that Rope doesn't is that Chain is made of metal. Um, and metal, compared to Rope, has a much more sensitive reaction to temperature. Oh, I never even thought we about did that. this really, really, really intense scene. Um, they asked me to do it with them. I read up on the safety to make sure that we did it properly. Because, like, I, you know, I got the research. I did the learning because I wanted to do this with them. But I wanted to make sure they were safe. Long story short, rope was involved. We had them tied down and spread eagle on the table. And in the time it took me to tie them down, the chain, well, you want to know where it was? It was in the freezer. Where? Oh, yes. I was hoping you would the say The chain that. comes out of the freezer. She is spread eagle. It is worth mentioning that um, she is a cis, a cis girl. Um, just for context here. So in the scene, she stays there, blindfolded. I go up the stairs, grab the thing, come back down the stairs, talking to her the whole time. If you ever, ever, ever have to leave a room and your sub is tied up, you either leave somebody you trust with them or you better be damn sure you know what you're doing because that's not safe. Mm -hmm. um, the right. reason why it was this was happening at a little party. So I knew I had people watching her, but I was also talking to her and gauging where she was at. And it was only like 60, 65 seconds. I was gone. Cause the freezer was at the top of the stairs. Um, 
Anyway, so we'll come back down with the thing, uh, the chain, and I'm talking to her. And while I'm talking to her, one link at a time, I'm popping this thing inside of her. One link. One frozen Ooh. link at a time. Until we only had two links yes. hanging out the end. So we start with, you know, some orgasm denial, whatever. And then right at the end, right as she's on that edge, rip the whole thing out. <gasps> I have never. Oh, my God. I just I just had a whole body. I have never been so goddamn drunched from a single scene <laughs> in my entire fucking life. <laughs> and just just come? sprayed everywhere damn it was the only scene i wasn't smart enough to put down drop sheets because i i didn't i honest to god didn't think it was going to projectile spray i'd played with this person many times this has never happened it did that time and it was one of those like it hurt, it hurt, like squeegee on my glasses <laughs> Because like I, I I did the thing where I just like shook my hands because they were drenched and dripping. It was insane. Like, I'm not gonna lie to you. That is the second hottest thing <laughs> I've ever heard on this show. The first hottest being Daddy's voice. It was a sweet scene. It was. I had a lot of cleanup to do. The room smelled like sex for weeks. Damn. <laughs> Oh my god, that's such a good problem. It wasn't a good problem because okay, I had out. to explain that to my landlords who came to visit like a week and a half later. Did they ask why it smelled like sex? You could tell that they knew. You could tell that they knew better than Ew. to ask. <laughs> I was going to say, it's not their damn business. But hear me out, hear me out. Um, I love sensory mm -hmm. play. So I love like cold and having like ice cubes shoved down my my diapers mm -hmm. and everything i also love mm -hmm. heat play a lot um like getting like a candle like really really close to my skin or like wax play what if you had um an old style metal collar or like a metal cuff attached to a chain and it was taut so all the links were touching each other and on the other end, when it where it was secured, is like a soldering iron or something, and you touch the metal together, and slowly it starts traveling up the metal through. I mean, obviously that's how metal works, duh. But then it's like a predicament scenario where you have to like figure out a way to get out of the cuff, and then it starts heating up and heating up, and obviously you have a safe word because soldering irons are hot as fuck. So you have to be careful with them because this could get really hot. And this is, I'm not liable if any of you try this and injure yourselves. I'm just like thinking out loud about something that could be hot. Okay, Jigsaw. Literally and figuratively. Yeah, I was going to say like, there are so many. <laughs> Daddy and I watched the Saw uh, series last year. And there are definitely some Jigsaw traps and puzzles and games where I was just like, that's kind of hot. So <laughs> there's there are definitely a couple of them where it's just like that's that's really sexy. I would have concerns, like logistic concerns and safety concerns. Um Absolutely. One for a soldering iron to be hot enough to really like travel through that metal, you run the risk of like damaging the integrity of the chain so that right. would be a concern also it's way more dangerous to deal with heat than it is to deal with cold oh infinitely more dangerous i think there would be ways to do it but i think that there might be better ways to transfer the heat rather than using a soldering iron Right. That's just like the first implement that like right. came to mind. And if you use something different than that, that's not a soldering iron, you could like, and you could potentially figure out ways to control the amount of heat. Um, mm -hmm. 
and once again, this is not me saying go and do this. This is me like, th- like fleshing out a fantasy life on the show. We are talking <laughs> hypotheticals here, people. Do not try this at home. It is not safe. If you do, we are not liable or responsible for your stupidity. Yeah, this absolutely falls under Rack, Risk Aware Consensual Kink. Uh, this is not SSE. This is Rack that we're talking about right now. So please, please, please use your if brains. If you like, um, keep playing. You could. You could um, take a, you... like a hot towel. Like, so it was easy for me to do this because um, my dungeon was in the laundry room. Um, but if you had a mm-hmm. towel running in the dryer and then wrap uh-huh. your like sets of like Wartenberg pinwheels or blades or anything you want to kind of just trail over your skin in the hot <sighs> towel, the metal of those oh, would pick yeah, up the yeah. heat. And then you'd have to be quick because like the heat would disperse. Because they cool right. off fast. You could do something like that, but you could also do like, um, there are certain kinds of plugs that you can actually, um, that are hollow inside, but not hollow all the way through. So if mm-hmm. you, um, you know, modified it, you could modify it to hold a candle. Oh no, that's an idea. So you modify that thing to hold a candle. The plug's not going anywhere. You don't run the risk of losing a piece of a wax plug inside of you. But the candle will then... And that sets up a scenario. Like, don't drop the candle or it'll go right on your ass. Mm-hmm. Mm. So there's some, some fun ideas. Like and the thing is, too, like you want to make the plug big enough where the person who has it inserted wants to close their legs but with the candle there the closer you, the closer your legs are to being closed the more heat you get from the flame oh nice so like you can very much set up um some cool scenarios with that pro tip if you're going to do anything dangerous like this make sure you have some of the following items when you do the scene you want a first aid kit you want water you want baking soda and you always 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 want safety scissors and a spotter i hadn't gotten extra people always (laughs) yeah baking soda i know is a bit of a weird one but it is also very 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 effective for putting out almost any kind of fire so having the baking soda while it's a little messy i'd rather the make the baking soda mess than a fire right so uh just to keep those things in mind Awesome. So getting back on track, I say chains, Mimi says rope. What's the next question? (laughs) Dear Jazzy and Mimi, what would you say the defining moment? What would you say was the defining moment in your life where you realized that you were into your own kinks? Love and hugs from Sarah of Rufflebutt, pronouns she, her. This is a pretty easy and quick one for me personally. Um, I think I've talked about on the show that my kinks have always been there from the beginning. And it, it, it was just a matter of discovering what they were and how to express them as an adult. Then, you know, that's when I really came into my own. So what are yours? I honestly don't think I have many like defining defining moments um like i always knew i I had my kinks with abdl and such i guess and like the defining moment for there is just when i was able to get involved with the community like i i learned a lot and i did a lot of things prior but i made a point of never like of trying to not jump into the community until i was 18. So, like, mm-hmm. almost maybe three weeks after my 18th birthday, I was at my first munch. But, like... Oh, the, wow. 
I don't know if I have any like quintessential defining moments because like I have them all the time. I did. I discover new things that I'm into and new kinks that I have and new things I want to explore. And I guess you could call those defining moments because it's like, oh fuck, now I have to go do that. <laughs> and like, <laughs> right. it's just kind of like this always moving, always growing kind of just scenario. Like I'm always learning and I'm always exploring new things. Yeah. That's all I have to say. Awesome. Good stuff. Shall we do the next one? Dear Chase Star and me, Mom of the Northern Enclosure. <laughs> so fancy. This is, oh, this is from Cloud Puddles, <laughs> the fluffy Biao. As someone who is just now exploring, exploring more in the way of pet play and collars and submissions... <laughs> Hush, if you're allowed to mess up the intros, I'm allowed to mess up the questions. <laughs> no, that's fair. Helms outside of that. her normal dynamics. I'm curious, what's your thoughts on style, material, feel, and look of the color? And how they frame the headspace of your sub-wearing? What does it all say and express about the pet question? So many layers are involved in it as well as talking about identity and I wanted to touch on it since Kimmy gave me a crash course in it. And well, let's just say meow. Meow. <clears throat> so I have uh, three different collars. One of them is my permanent collar that doesn't come off that uh, we are planning the collaring ceremony too in a few months, so that's exciting. And that's, I know, I know, thank you, thank you. And that is, that is my day collar that is permanent, like literally it cannot and does not come off. It is permanent, permanent. And then there's my play collar, which is made of leather and has uh, connections and hookups on it and also a place to put a padlock. And then there is my pet collar which is literally like a, a collar that you would put on a large dog. And each of those are clearly for a different headspace. Um, and they each have their own purpose and their own like literal like <clears throat> function. So hmm, I'm sorry, my, my, my words got way ahead of my brain there. Um, so when it comes to uh, permanent day collars. I'm a big fan of metal just because it's very classy and you're also able to match it a lot better with outfits. And then with pet collars, there's like that, um, that cloth material that's like really thick and sturdy that I really love and really gives that. Oh no, it's <laughs> pet space is a very new thing to me. So <laughs> that is just what I prefer personally. And then when it comes to straight up like BDSM, Dom, sub, play, that sort of stuff, I personally, <clears throat> I cannot go, in my opinion, you cannot go wrong with leather. It's just like a very classic option. And also it's just kind of hot. <laughs> it's just really hot. And then there's also faux leather available if that's what you want to go with. But I have a set of like leather cuffs and collar and then like, a leash with a leather handle and it's just all very cohesive and it's all very flat black and just god so hot so that is that's my opinion what are yours oh this is a topic i haven't touched on in a long time a color is a very um, personal thing and it's personal to the level where it is 100% dependent on what it means to you and what the significance of it is. So there are a whole bunch of different kinds of collars ranging from um, day collars, permanent collars, ownership collars, uh, Posture collars. I'm going to umbrella term here and say play collars. 
um, mm-hmm. consideration colors, and it it like protection. It really colors. depends on um, the angle you want to take. So, like for example, um, I have a five-piece eternity color set. Um, and one of the things, whether or not maybe whoever I end up coloring wants that set or we buy a new, like, that's up to them. But, like, the cool thing about that five-piece thing is it feels like something that we could do, like, progressive coloring, right? So you can move from the Mm -hmm. stages of, like, um, mentoring, consideration, trial basis, permanent color, and then you save the final piece for, like, the coloring ceremony to complete the set. Um, Like, play colors, it's all dependent space could be pet space could be um just subspace it could be any number of different things like it's i don't necessarily think the type of collar or um, material of the collar says anything particular about the space unless it's a very 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 like particular type of collar like, for instance, um, you will see things like kitten collars or dog collars more frequently used in things like pet play than you will in, like, a master-slave dynamic. It's not to say that it doesn't happen. I'm just speaking generally and statistically. Because you can relate mm-hmm. to it more. Um, you know, there might be something said about protocol or that somebody wearing a posture collar is working on some kind of protocol thing maybe the thing is we we don't ever want to like assume what it expresses about them about the sub in question unless they express it to you um as far as materials go i am pretty open to most materials my only uh stipulation is that if a collar is ever going to like i like my collars sturdy unless it's a decorative collar if it's like gentle kitten play for example yeah okay we could have like a lace collar with a bell sure Oh my god, so If you want to do kitten play, but like, I might tug on your collar a little bit. I don't really want something laced. I'd like something just a little bit sturdier. Because the last, the last mm-hmm. thing I want to do as an owner or a top or a dom or a caregiver or any of the roles is damage that collar. Especially if right. it's something very sweet and dainty. I know a lot of people use very specific kinds of jewelry as um, day collars. Um, that's a thing that happens a lot. I am a very big fan of eternity collars. It's just something that is. I just I just like them a lot. Um, I have. Rightfully so. I have a heavier a heavier <laughs> metal play collar that operates the same as an eternity collar like by way of fastening but it's like a a hefty like metal collar with a decent sized o-ring on the front it's uh it's meant for some good tugging (laughs) yeah it's It's, meant for stuff and you know i was talking to somebody um on my way to the dungeon And their interpretation was a collar to them is meaningful to the same level of commitment as a wedding. And I agree that 
in a lot of ways, it is. Because if you're going to collar somebody with that intent, you have to be willing to back it up. The second right. part of what they said was that if that's the intent, they also want to be able to trust their partner to have got taken the time to get to know them well enough that they can either know or make a fairly educated guess of the kinds of callers or the kinds of materials that they would appreciate and enjoy on a collar that would be something they would wear akin to a wedding band. And I think that that's not the case for everybody, but I think that that's a really, really, really special frame of mind. And the one thing I will say about collaring in that space is that collaring should never be taken lightly unless you are just collaring for a scene. If it is a lifestyle right. dynamic collaring, that collar is earned as much by the submissive as it is, or as it's earned as much by the dominant as it is by the submissive. Absolutely. And I just, you know, a collar is special and it should be special to everybody involved. I could not agree more. Um, one thing that I didn't touch on, and I'm really happy you did, is that collars absolutely hold significance f way far past being a fashion statement and way far past being any sort of, like, style or anything like that. Like, if someone were to walk into our dungeon just wearing a collar willy-nilly and it's very clear that they're like a noob there's nothing wrong with being a noob but you know you have to respect that our community has bylaws and protocols and we function in certain ways and collars mean things to us and and like you're getting into like there's collars for when you're new to the community and you are under protection from a uh, experienced member which is literally like exactly what it sounds like when an older wizened experienced member when you're at the dungeon watches over you and when a creep sees that you have a collar it's there to basically tell them to fuck off in a way and then consideration is usually exchanged um we do and Adam and a potential partner are planning on getting more serious and then of course the permanent callers like very much akin to a wedding band which is how my daddy and I are treating ours and uh, I was in training for about two years uh, before I finally earned mine and it took a long time and a lot of hard work and it was not easy and that's exactly how it should be it's because it really really forces you to think like is this something I want? Do I have, do I have it within me to make this a thing that happens? And for me, the answer was yes. And I could not be happier. So colors are very, very, very special to me and to a lot of other members of the BDSM community. So I'm, I, like I said, uh, there's a reason why I have you on the show, Miss Mimi. And it's because you're much more eloquently worded than I yeah, yeah. I, so, yeah. I, I, uh, thank you. <laughs> Don't you dare agree with that statement. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that you weren't eloquently worded. I was just going to say that I know how to make things sound good. I was going to say you're able to use adult sentences. I mean, you only know half your letters. It's okay. Wow. Okay. What's the next <laughs> question? Wow. Oh, we'll get you there. You've got, like, mats with letters on them now, don't you? What's the next question? <laughs> this is from <laughs> uh, Fluffy Nate, babysitter in training, TM. Pronouns he, him. Dear Jazz Punk and Me channel. I'm owned by Nintendo now. Good stuff. Um, 
Alex. You just got Alex. content ID'd. The whole show just got demonetized. I'll be expecting my Nintendo flavored uh, Mario caller in the mail soon. Uh, lately. <laughs> what does Nintendo taste like? A Switch cartridge? <laughs> <laughs> We killed her. <laughs> it's not COVID, I swear. Lately, I've been doing some. <laughs> what does what does Nintendo the show's professional. taste like? What does Nintendo oh, taste Lord. like? Episode title. Lately, I've been doing some caregiving, and I was wondering if there's some good, positive, and effective ways to get littles to self-care. As I'm currently talking to some littles that are far away, and I want to help them establish good self-care habits. Repeat after me. Sticker charts are the best, and they are really good at motivating littles to do the thing, because we are very forgetful, and <laughs> we often suck at self-care. And I know personally that sticker charts are really good, and I've talked about them on the show ad nauseum and on my Twitter and in the Discord, but really give it a shot. It's really worth the time, and that positive reinforcement is so good for a little, just as it is for an actual child. Um, yeah. I can hear you like chomping at the bit to jump in on this one because I guarantee uh, you have direct experience in this. So what do you think? I think there's a lot of levels to this. Um, the first thing I'm going to say as a caregiver working in a long distance scenario is try not to get disheartened. You'll be able to tell a lot of things like in best case scenario, the littles you're working with will want to do all the things, even if they're not happy about it, to try and do better or to try and learn or to try and listen. In the absolute worst case scenario, they're going to just, you know, they, they because you're at a distance, they can literally just say, mm, no, I don't feel like it. And right. the big thing that I just want to mention about that is don't get discouraged, right? If you are talking and they, you know, you've talked about doing this together and you've talked about helping them with self-care and you're doing your best to help and, you know, minding their boundaries and doing all the right things, if they just choose not to do it, it is not your fault. If it is your fault because something is clicking, you know, you guys got to talk about it. But don't get discouraged because the other thing is sometimes life just happens. And sometimes we don't get time to self-care. As much as it sucks and we need to make time to self-care, sometimes it just doesn't. So don't get yeah. discouraged. Keep working with them. As far as ideas, sticker charts are fantastic. I think that weaving in special types of rewards are really good, like for spontaneous things. Um, there is an app that you can download called Our Home where you can actually set things that need to be completed or done or what have you. And every time a thing gets completed, you earn points and you can cash your points in for different things that you set. Like there's ways of doing that. Um, you know, it's all about communication with your little. And the one thing that I would start with, if you're trying to get self-care woven into a lifestyle, regardless of what it is, start with the basics. 
start with things like making sure you're taking your meds if you have to, making sure you're brushing your brushing teeth, your teeth. Or having a shower or a bath, or being on a regular enough sleep schedule. You know, people, uh, it's that last it, one. Is it hard. is hard, and you know, I I can say a wiggle room an hour each way is fine, but like I can't, I I cannot express enough the importance of a as regular a sleep cycle as you can and you know littles will fight you on bedtimes left right and center i don't care i will yes, tell you will. until the day is done that it is one of the best things you can do for your health i witnessed somebody i'm going to content warning for um alcohol and if that is a sensitive topic for you, you want to mute for the next about probably two minutes max. Um, but I witnessed somebody drink themselves so silly in college that they went home, spent a week cold turkey, and all they did was get themselves back on a regular routine shower in the morning bed on time at night and they drank so Damn. much that they damaged their liver but they were able to not only get their shit together in that little over a week by getting back on a sleep cycle they were then able to go back to school and finish their semester that's awesome i cannot vouch enough for how important a regular sleep cycle is when I worked at McDonald's and I worked overnights and couldn't sleep because of the heat, I was in the hospital several times over a four-month period because my body was rejecting it. Sleep is 100% one of the most important things that you can ever give to yourself or give to your little. And if you're going to enforce a bedtime, make sure you're consistent. Consistency with a little is literally just as important as consistency with a real child. You gotta show that you care. If you are consistent, it shows that you believe in what you're doing and that you care about the effects and the outcomes of what you're doing. And if you're gonna do something like help with meals, help with exercise, teeth, hygiene, any of that, especially bedtime, be consistent. Check in. And because you're at a distance, check everything. It's not, I know there's a fear about checking things or checking too many things because you run the fear of your sub or your little thinking you don't trust them. And that's a conversation that you can have with them. But, and you can find a balance, absolutely. But the more you check, the more it shows them that you are, that you care about the results and about the outcomes of the things that you are helping them with. And that means a lot. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't think I have anything else to say. I interrupted you there. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I literally couldn't. I, I've got nothing. <laughs> that's That's... Your, your answers always <laughs> stupefy me. Sometimes I feel like, read the question. That's a great answer. Read the next question. That's why, that's why we let you answer so, first. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Because your answers are just always so ding-dong good. Um, In regards to the app, uh, that sounds, pardon my French, but that sounds like a pro gamer move. But everything else, absolutely, plus one, this React, yes. Absolutely. Uh, we do have two more questions, but we're starting to run against uh, time a little bit. And also it's getting late and I'm sleepy. So do we want to save the next two questions for next week? And we'll I think do those that's first? a good idea. I think these are really good questions. And I think that we want to make sure that we give them a proper time to 
Right, because these are both very good. These are very, like, dense, crunchy questions, and I want to be able to devote all of myself to answering it. Cool. So, with that being said, Miss Mimi, where can people find you? Oh, you know, I'm here. I'm there. I'm at soundcloud.com slash Miss Mimi's Lullabies or twitter.com slash Bellanach. That's B-E-L-L-E-N-A-C-H-T. That's pretty much it for me. You can find me in the Dear Jazzy server. Um, You can kind of find me in the Sophian Pudding server if you're ever around. I'm not there a lot right now. Ping me if you need me. I'm always somewhere. (laughs) Yes. And I have been Jasmine Starshine. You can find me at Lil Jazzy Baby on Twitter and at Lil Princess Jazzy on Instagram. The Patreon is uh, patreon.com slash Jasmine Starshine. Pick you up some Jazzy Nudes, help support the ongoing production of the show, and really help us reach those milestones. As a community, we've been like knocking those out left and right. So thank you so much once again. For and if all we get to help. a certain number of undisclosed members that we haven't decided yet, as discussed on the previous episode, I just may sing the other half of that song. Well, there's your inspiration, people. Get it done, please. <laughs> what more inspiration do you need? That's awesome. Uh, last but not least, Dear Jazzy is an at oddswithgod.com production. Visit us online at, at oddswithgod.com. Please check out our Patreon. Check out Miss Mimi's Lullabies. Throw money at the both of us. We love it. <laughs> that sounded really schmarmy and shitty. But I'm you know what? There is one. There is one <laughs> thing we forgot though. Let me have okay. this. Let me have this. Thank you for listening to the show. We will see you Bye-bye next time. Bye bye now. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs>